Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In Pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on Underdog's projected totals, whether that's points, rebounds, whatever. For example, if you're like me and you think Zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, and Underdog will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, underdogfantasy.com, promo code FIELD. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. My name is Rob Doster and oh man, I forgot how good it feels to uh, to to win an NCAA tournament game for the first time since 2016. Uh, UConn wins the first round game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, pretty awesome. Not going to complain about that. Not going to complain about it at all. It was a little bit sweaty in the first half. Uh, final score ends up being UConn. 87 rick patino and iona 63 uconn wins as a four seed as a 
uh, heavy favorite um, and maybe more impressive fashion than I thought. I thought this was going to be a dogfight to the end. I thought what happened in the first half was going to happen throughout the game. I want to hit some really tough shots, but they got some guards and some swag. They got some guards that can make some plays. Uh, they come with a little level of toughness, and I think that they kind of caught you kind of a little bit off guard. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, talent just kind of won out here. Uh, I do think size won out as well. Um, I thought Donovan Klingon was absolutely fantastic in the first half. He changed everything that UConn did. His activity level on the defensive end of the floor, playing in that drop coverage uh, and being able to to kind of take away the floaters, um, defending the rim, defensive glass work, uh, tips around the basket. He had a couple dunks. Um, he had that one drop step off an offensive rebound. that I had no idea he had that in his game. Uh, cleaned up the glass. Like, he was just fantastic. His energy level, his size, it's just a complete game changer. Uh, and then in the second half, I mean, Adama Sonogo was just unbelievable. I believe he finished with 28 points and 14 rebounds. 22 of those points came in the second half. Uh, I mean, look, there's his game is different. His skill set is very different from what Donovan Klingon provides. But what he the the pressure release, the pressure valve that he he opens every time that you could throw the ball into a, a post to him. His ability to seal when the ball gets reversed and be able to create an angle where you throw the ball to him and all he's got to do is catch it and lay it in. Uh, the the size that he has, being able to just kind of stand there, eat up space, and be able to like tip those rebounds to himself. Um, he's just he's so valuable and he's so important. And I get why some people sometimes get frustrated with him. Uh, you know, he misses some layups around the basket. There are times that I'm just sitting here screaming like, "Don't the fucking ball at him!" But he he is so vital to what UConn wants to do on the offensive end of the floor and the way that UConn wants to play on the offensive end of the floor that I have a very difficult time uh, saying that you can't play him. Uh, because, I mean, look, him and Donovan do two completely different things when they're on the floor. Sometimes what Donovan brings is what UConn needs, and I think it works perfectly in concert with the lineups that have Joey Calcaterra, that have, um, have Asan Diara, that have Andre Jackson out there because that team is just out there playing with energy, trying to get stuff to happen, make stuff happen, trying to get stuff in uh, in transition, trying to find open threes that way, just wreaking havoc. And he works really well in that setting. Um, when you need to run more half-court offense, I think it's very important that Adama Sonogo is out there because of everything that I mentioned. You know, you could throw the ball to him in the post and good things are going to happen. Uh, Klingon, as good as he is right now, I mean, he just – he lost a bunch of weight in the offseason, Right. He needs to get in the strength and conditioning program. He needs to work on his core strength. He needs to work on his lower body strength. He needs to work on his ability to hold position. Um, he needs to work on kind of that upper body strength. You know, there was a play today where he got blocked by a guard. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he kind of ended up uh, underneath the basket. And if he goes straight up, he gets blocked by the backboard, um, which is a problem I never had playing basketball. Uh, but I do, I do think like he needs to continue developing his body. Um, and he'll get there eventually, but he cannot do the things that Adama Sanoga can do, and he cannot provide what Adama Sanoga can provide when UConn runs their offense. Look, the way that that ball moves from side to side and the ability that Adama has to just kind of walk into somebody, turn, stick his ass into him, seal, and just get his hand out there where you own, you, you just throw it to space, you lob it right up there to space, you know, and with people moving around so quickly on the perimeter, um, it just it's it's a very, very useful weapon to have. And I think that Danny Hurley and you kind of really found a way to kind of maximize that. So uh, that all came through in the second half. 
You don't need me to say, we all just watched it. You just watched him kick Iona's ass. So uh, you don't need me to say all of that. Um, On the other side of the bracket, it was, uh, it was VCU going down. Um, Ace Baldwin looked like he, the Atlantic 10 player of the year, VCU starting point guard, the Atlantic 10 defensive player of the year, the heart and soul of that team. Um, He went down with an injury. He tried to tough it out. He couldn't, he couldn't play with it. It just sucks when injuries happen this time of year, but it's part of the game. So uh, VCU heads home. St. Mary's advances. Now, I actually think that this is a a pretty a pretty good matchup for UConn on paper. Now, I'm not one of these people that thinks St. Mary's is terrible, right? There is a reason why they're they are rated where they are rated on Ken Palm. Um, there's a reason why they are a top 12 team in America. A lot of it has to do with efficiency numbers. A lot of ha- that has to do with the fact that they can absolutely beat the brakes off of some teams. They've beaten Gonzaga this year. Um, and they play, they're kind of, all right, so let's, let's just get into a scouting report. They're, they're very similar to what Virginia is in the sense of the way that they play. They're very sound defensively. They're very methodical offensively. They're going to run their stuff. They're going to run their offense. They're not really going to go to the offensive glass and they're going to try to keep you in a half court game because they believe their offensive execution is better than your defensive execution is going to be. And for the most part, they tend to be correct. Um, but I think that UConn actually matches up well with them that on that end of the floor uh, for three reasons. One, Randy Bennett always runs as many ball screens as anybody in college basketball. It's just what he does. This year, 20% of their possessions end in a ball screen, which is in the 98th percentile nationally. Um, it's Aiden Mahaney. It's Logan Johnson. They're getting them into ball screens, and they're letting those dudes rock. Uh, UConn has the ability to guard ball screens different ways. If you want a hard hedge with the Dama and basically blow it up and not let the point guard come off the screen, they are very good in their defensive rotations, making sure they tag the roller, making sure the help guy gets there, making sure you're helping the helper. All the things that you need to do uh, defending a ball screen, they do that really, really well with the Dama Sonogo on the floor. And the Dama has been really effective at hedging hard on those ball screens. When you want to play Donovan Klingon out there, they're really good at playing drop coverage with him. We saw it today against Iona. Now, I do think Logan Johnson and Aiden Mahaney are going to be better um, and more of a threat coming off of those ball screens against drop coverage. Those guys are better in the mid-range than I think Iona's guys are. But I still think that that is a uh, a matchup that you would say favors UConn when when St. When, uh, Mary's gets into their ball screens. The other thing that St. Mary's does is uh, they run those ball screens to cry, try to create spot-up jump shots for jump shooters. Um, they are uh, they 30% of their possessions end with a spot-up jumper, and – Uh, That is 92nd percentile nationally. So basically what they're doing offensively is they're running a whole bunch of ball screens, and a lot of those ball screens end up with kickouts to jump shooters. UConn is one of the best teams in America at running people off of the three-point line. Uh, One of the core tenets of Danny Hurley's defense is not allowing three-point shooters to get open looks. Um, They're 15th nationally in defensive uh, three-point rate, which means – there's only there's only 11 teams in America that allow a lower percentage of three point attempts uh, in terms of field goal attempts. They just don't let you get threes. That's one of the things they do. They don't let you shoot. They don't want you to shoot threes. They want to run you off the three point line, make you put the ball on the floor, and go try to finish amongst the trees that they got around the basket. Um, so that is a positive matchup advantage for UConn. If St. Mary's wants to shoot jump shots, they're not going to get a lot of clean looks. That's one thing that UConn uh, prioritizes. They also have an over overwhelming athleticism advantage overwhelming UConn is can make the argument is as athletic as any team in college basketball um and St. Mary's is not 
They, they just aren't. Uh, so they should, you kind of should be able to do work on the offensive glass. Now, St. Mary's is actually second nationally in defensive rebounding rate. They are very, very good at cleaning up the offensive glass. And what that means is that UConn's going to have to be able to to get offense out of running their stuff. You cannot, you're not going to be able to rely on just Donovan Kling and tipping the ball to himself, Adama Sanogo tipping the ball to himself, Andre Jackson getting in there and being being able to mess stuff up, trying to get second chance opportunities. You have to score on your first opportunity against St. Mary's because they don't try to play in transition. They send five guys to the offensive glass. They're very disciplined when it comes to being able to box out. They play man to man, which means they got guys right there and they have enough big bodies in the lane that should be able to do a, a, a decent to good job at keeping Klingon and keeping Sonogo from being able to wreak havoc on the offensive glass. Um, and to, to me, what that means is UConn is going to need a great game from Jordan Hawkins. Not a good game, a great game from Jordan Hawkins to be able to um, to really kind of get some separation and, and, and win this game comfortably. Um, St. Mary's does not have – they're a good defensive team, very good, top 10 nationally in defensive efficiency. They don't really have – anyone that can just chase people or chase Jordan Hawkins off the screens. They don't really have someone that can do what Omax Prosper did. Um, Jordan Hawkins did not have a great game today, but he got a bunch of open looks, right? He made those open looks in the second half. And I think he finished with like 14 points. Um, now he is dealing like he's a little banged up. They were putting some heat on his back. You could see it on TV today. He's rolled his ankle a couple times. Um, he's not, he's not, he's probably not playing fully at a hundred percent. I don't think that matters for him. He's he's from Baltimore. You can see that. It's through and through. Uh he plays through pain. He plays through toughness. He's 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 as good at doing that as anybody in college. Like I there's there's no question to me. If he is able to walk, he's gonna be on that floor. I think he feels some ownership over this team, and I think that he's uh hurt by the way that the Big East semifinal lost because call it what it is, he had a shot, uh, a, a chance to be able to send UConn to the semifinal if he made that open look. Um, in transition against Marquette, he wasn't able to do that. So uh, I, I do expect him to play and ex- expect him to uh, be able to get the shots. The question is, are they going to go in? We'll see. There's nothing you can do. You can All you can do as a coach is draw him up. All you can do as a player is uh, is let him go and get him up the rim. And all you can do as a fan is hope you get clean looks and hope that they go in. And I do think that Jordan Hawks is going to get clean looks. And here's to hoping that he has a good night. Because if he has a good night and he shoots the ball well, then I think UConn should be able to win this game fairly comfortably. Now, it's going to be it's going to be a grinded out game. You don't blow St. Mary's out. Like this isn't going to be something where UConn puts up 90 points and wins by 25, right? That's just you you don't do that against St. Mary's because of the way that they play. It's very, it's very possession by possession. It's very grinded out. Like I said, the best comparison to me is probably Virginia. There's a lot of similarities in 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 how in the tempo and the style they want to play. Uh, what they do offensively is very different from what Virginia does off- offensively and, and defensively. It's not exactly the same, but um, it, the, the the concepts and the way that they want to play is pretty similar to what Virginia does. So if UConn gets a six to eight point lead, like they should feel pretty good about that six to eight point lead um, because same areas, they're not the kind of team that goes on these long, long runs. So uh, that's for another day. Um, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I am heading out to the Vegas regional. So uh, whether or not um, UConn is there, I will be there. It'll be a lot more fun for me if I'm going to have a chance to root on UConn while I'm out in Vegas. Uh, But either way, like we got to win in the tournament, man. It feels great 
Um, my son was fired up. He's out there screaming about UConn. He's wearing his Kimball Walker jersey. Um, he's doing the the three celebration that Joey Calcaterra does. So, I, look, just I, I'm here to enjoy it, man. It's been a long time since we had a chance to be excited about a UConn team, and it's been a long time since we were able to go past the first day of the NCAA tournament and be able to still have hope that some something great's going to happen. And it's the hope that you got to love. So, uh, congrats to Danny Hurley. Congrats to that coaching staff. Congrats to those players, and congrats to the fans. We made it, man. It's been a long ride, but let's go. Sunday's coming. Let's go be St. Mary's. Go UConn.